Bless the Lord. My name is Apostle Dr. Antonio E. Wright, Senior Pastor and Founder of Kingdom Expectations. You are now preparing to listen to Kingdom Expectation Ministries podcast. We pray that you be blessed, encouraged, and enriched as you listen to the Word of God. Good evening. We want to welcome you to our Kingdom Expectation Ministry service tonight. Those of you who have joined us online, we thank you for being present. We pray that as the service moves on and as the word comes tonight, that you will be blessed by the word that comes forth out of our pastor's mouth. We thank you again for joining us. And at this time, I'm going to call up our pastor who has the word for us tonight. So listen attentively, receive the word, then do the word. Let's welcome our pastor, Apostle Dr. Antonio E. Wright. Praise the Lord. God is good. And all the time. Especially. Father, we bless you. We glorify you. We magnify you. We thank you uh, once again just for the opportunity to stand before your people, your sons and your daughters. And as always, as I prepare to share the word, I pray God that you would allow the ears of the hearers to be open, that they might receive your word and that that word might be watered by the Holy Spirit that shall reproduce unto you some 30, some 61, some 100 fold. And I, as your son, as your priest, as I prepare to share the word, ask God that you bless me with revelation, knowledge, spiritual wisdom, and divine understanding of your word that everything that I say and do will be to glorification of your name. In Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen. Oh, you can sit down. So let me do the best I can in getting the preliminaries out of the way. Mom said hello. She loves you guys. And uh, you'll be seeing her shortly. Amen. She probably would have came tonight, but um, other things happened. Uh, again, I did this Tuesday. I want to thank all of you that came, uh, traveled the highway to uh, be along with my family and I. Uh, try to get this out. During my mother's transitioning. Um, thank you for that. And for those that carried on services while I was gone, you know, we counted it. It was 28 days. So that's a whole month. That was hell. Uh, thank you for your support and for those elders and pastors that ministered the word of God while we were out. Bless the Lord. We pray that this broadcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe to Kingdom Expectations podcast and also like us on our social media Facebook page at Kingdom Expectations. As always, stay blessed and be safe. God bless you. Bless the Lord. My name is Apostle Dr. Antonio E. Wright, Senior Pastor and Founder of Kingdom Expectations. You are now preparing to listen to Kingdom Expectation Ministries podcast. We pray that you be blessed, encouraged, and enriched as you listen to the Word of God.
Bless the Lord. We pray that this broadcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe to Kingdom Expectations Podcast and also like us on our social media Facebook page at Kingdom Expectations. As always, stay blessed and be safe. God bless you. Brother Joe, friend of mine, uh, uh, older gentleman, friend of mine who's now in, well, he's been in South Carolina for a minute. He used to always say that uh, we serve an awesome God who's doing awesome things in these awesome times. And I'm not going to get into anything political. I'm not going to talk about Afghanistan. Just keep them in prayer. I'm not going to talk about Haiti. Just keep them in prayer. <clears throat> but I'm going to talk about the kingdom. And I think in this day and age, nothing else matters uh, but the kingdom. So I, I need to, if you don't mind, I'm, I'm looking through my notes. I didn't finish. Uh, I wanted to get into getting into the presence of God. <clears throat> but before I do that, it's of a necessity that I finish up uh, this particular part that I finished up last week in dealing with the fact that from prayer and everything we deal in this kingdom in prayer is that we're supposed to have the same type of prayer life that Jesus had. Uh, so I want to I finish that piece. Give me about 20 minutes, 22 minutes, 25, maybe 35, 40. Uh, I'm not going to do an hour, but just give me a, give me a few minutes. I, and I'm already being timed, so give me 25, uh, 25 minutes so we can be out of your hair. I, I really want to just say thank God for the testimony uh, because it's amazing. It is amazing how God does miraculous things, and it is amazing just remembering I remember when they did the situation with Deacon Gary, and we told the church that when he got a next job, he'd have a choice. I remember when they violated Mario, and we said, it's okay. When you leave, they're going to need you. And so now everything's crumbling. I said, you can't touch God's anointed. You just can't. You can't, you can't do that. And, and as long as you're faithful and doing what God tells you to do, he always brings in increase in income at the right time. It's always at the right time. You know, there's been times, and I'm going to say this and get out of it. There's been times I paid my tithe with $10 left in my account. $10. And then 24 hours later, that cash, I'm going ching, ching. I say, ah, shake, oh, boom, boom. God just do it. But I'm going to still do what he tells me to do because he answers prayers. But that's kingdom. Because kingdom says as long as you're seeking after the kingdom of God, and doing everything that God rightfully de demands or commands or desires you to do, he's going to make sure that you're taken care of. Our problem is we try to take care of us. Before I get into my message, we try to take care of us. And God said, that's my job. I, I just ask you to do one thing. I ask you to seek the kingdom. That's all I ask you to do. Seek the kingdom. And I get into that more tonight. Seek the kingdom. Do what I ask you to do. I'm going to take care of everything else. But we fail to realize that. So, so did I pray yet? I'm already gone. Father, we bless you. We glorify you. We thank you for what you've done and what you're getting ready to do. Thank you that as I decrease, you increase on the inside. Thank you that the ears of the hearers might be open to receive your word and that you be glorified in that word. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, I was gone, wasn't I? Shucky, ducky, quack, quack. So, so, so one of the things we got to be mindful of and, and deal with the fact of praying like Jesus prayed, most of the time, most of the, most of the situations, people will say, well, I can't be like Jesus because Jesus was divine. And, and that's another issue we have with the church. It's kind of like this morning when I was walking this morning and uh, there was two ladies, you know, I don't know how these people, I didn't realize I had that many people follow me on Facebook. Uh, so there was a, <clears throat> a lady that follows me on Facebook. So I'm walking and I walk right by them. And she says, Doc Wright. 
I'm like, she can't. She got to be talking about something. She can't be talking about me. And so, of course, I, uh, she said it again. So I said, oh, I guess she is talking to me. So I turn around. She got shades on. I follow you, and I follow you through this guy. You do this, as a something, something, something. And I'm like, so I don't know you. I said, no disrespect. I really, I really don't know you. I said, I said, I said girl, take your shades off. Oh, okay. Now I got you. Got to take your And next thing you know, I got. A, I done did a whole sermon. Because I'm going to talk about kingdom. I'm going to say, this is how I am. This is what I do. This is what I teach. I got flipped out 10, 12 years ago. I changed my mindset, changed. I said, there's certain things religiously I never believed in, never believed in Christmas, never believed in Easter, never taught it in the church. And I said, then I went to some, some further things. I said, I used to condemn earrings. I used to condemn tattoos. I used to condemn a whole bunch of stuff. And I understood that that condemnation was not of God. That was man. I was a Pharisee. I said, but all I teach now is the kingdom. I said, but I'm going to tell you a secret about the kingdom. She said, what? If you don't seek the kingdom, you're missing God. You can deal with your, 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 your it's kind of like when I did my mother's eulogy. I said, you could be Catholic, Episcopalian, Protestant, uh, Roman Catholic, uh, Baptist, Methodist, uh, Pentecostal, Church of God in this, Church of God in that, Church of God that went the other way around the corner. If it's not kingdom, it's not Bible. What is the Bible? The B-I-B-L-E, basic instruction before leaving earth. So I got into a little sermon. And I said, look, you have to understand who you are in the kingdom. You said, now, why did you go through all that now? Because we feel like we can't pray like Jesus because we think Jesus was divinity. Jesus was not divinity. Jesus was humanity. There was no way that Jesus could be our substitute if he was divine. Because he would have been outside of the will of God, which means God would have been a liar. And God is not a man that he shall lie, nor the son of man that he shall repent. If he said it, he means it. So he had to make sure that his son came not only in flesh, but with flesh, meaning he had no authority through his flesh until the dove had landed upon him when John baptized him. Now let's understand that real quick so I can get out of here. It's amazing that John was in the priesthood when he baptized Christ, and Christ didn't start his priesthood to 30, which is the, the normal date that they started. So everything they did was biblical, and I'm not going to get into the lamb and all of that. That's going to get too far. So we understand then if we're supposed to have a prayer life like Jesus, we can do that. Why? Because he was not divine. He was human. And so everything he accomplished on earth, he accomplished it in his humanity, not in his divinity. And we have to understand, as I said this earlier, going back through notes again, he couldn't have been our representative or our substitute if he had a been divine. Because that would have been a lie. And God would have to go back and redo the whole book and we ain't got time for all that. <laughs> so as a son of man, Jesus kept a close relationship with the Father through prayer. That's what we taught a few weeks ago by being yoked. You know, you have to be yoked. Jesus was yoked with the Father. What does yoke mean? Yoke means after you go through the priesthood, and we are kings and priests of the Lord, when you go through the priesthood, you didn't find a priest that you want to set up under and you yoke with them. In other words, you're connected. What they say is what you say. What they do is what you do. How they tell you to do stuff is what you do without even argument. You know, for some reason in the church, y'all still think this is a democracy. This is not a democracy. This is a theocracy. In other words, God said it, that settles it. Your opinion sucks. Don't mean nothing to me. If it's not in the Bible, I don't even care. I don't care how your mama raised you, how your daddy raised you, how your grandmammy, grandmama raised you. Did I say mammy out loud? I don't care how she raised you. If it's not in the Bible, it doesn't work because God didn't ask you for your opinion. Did he? Your opinion probably got you where you're at now. I don't see what I'm saying. I mean, thank God you're in the church, but that's a whole other subject. So in doing that, always be mindful of the fact that Jesus did 
what God directed him to do, and he also did what he saw God actually doing and accomplishing in the world at that particular time, which is what we're supposed to do, which is why when I started this, I said, I'm not going to talk about politics because that has nothing to do with kingdom. I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. So what happens in this world, I have no, I have no command over it. I only have command on what happens on this world when it affects me. If it doesn't affect me, I don't have nothing to say. I'm only going to say what the kingdom says because I represent the kingdom of God. So, and let's look at this real quick, because whatever Jesus did, we're supposed to do. And he only did what he saw his father do. So that means we can do the same. So I got this little note. I want to throw this at you. So I was excited because somewhere during the line this week, as the Lord was ministering to me, I got to John chapter 12, verses 24. And I need to do this in 20 minutes. John chapter 12, verse 24 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But then if it dies, it bringeth forth much fruit. So here's how the Lord elaborated this to me. The, the seed of the word, the word is seed. And if we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, we now accept the seed of the word. And what we have to understand is when we start seeking the kingdom of God, we accept that seed. That seed has to die in us so that the fulfillment of God can come in us. So what does that mean? When that seed, the word of God, enters into us, we then learn how to die to ourselves. We learn how to die to our desires. We learn how to die to our aspirations. We literally die to our will. Why do we do that? Because our desire should be to be yoked with Christ so that the will of the Father might be manifested in our lives. Now what happens? That seed of the word comes in and it allows us and or causes us after we seek after the kingdom to die to our fleshly desires and our fleshly nature. But now what happens in the interim, when that seed is in us and we start dying from us, we then start being resurrected in him. So what does it say? If the seed gets in the ground and dies, it then reproduces a harvest. So what happens now? If we allow the seed of the word of God to get in us and we die to us, then that means we're dying to the things that we want to do, but we're connected to the things that he wants to do for us. And the things he wants to do for us is always more than what we want to do for ourselves. And because of the things that we tried to do on our own, we no longer have to try because he then does it for us. But in order for that to happen, you have to die, which is what Jesus did because he was a man with like manner, like passions, but he didn't sin. Why? Because he wanted to make sure the Father was glorified. I love it even better than the New Living Translation. In the New Living Translation, it says it like this. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. So now what's happening? As you're dying to the things of the world, as you're dying to your nature, as you're dying to your causes, then God is resurrecting himself in you and causing you to be a light to others because they see and hear the change in your life. In other words, you can't say WTF <laughs> if you're seeking after the kingdom, right? You watch the way you say things. You watch the way you do things because you recognize that everything you say and do has to bring magnification to the kingdom of God that should be residing in you. So your life is no longer your life. Your life now becomes his life. And if your life becomes his life, then he glorifies his life through you. Then you become a representative of him. Then everybody draws to you 
not drawn to you as far as your nature, but drawn to you as far as kingdom is concerned. And then he fulfills your needs. He fulfills your desires. Just like you said, you had a need and you did what God said do. And he said, pop, pop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. Here I come. See, he's always Johnny on the spot. He's Uber, if you will. <laughs> you know, you call Uber dirt. I'm sorry. Just... But another one I like, and I'm going to get out of here, is the uh, easy reading version. I kind of like that version. Sometimes it throws off. But here's what the easy reading version says. It is a fact that a grain of wheat must fall to the ground and die before it can grow and produce much more wheat. If it never dies, it will never be more than a single seed. If you never die, if you never die to your will, if you never die to your ways, you're just going to be a single seed. That's lonely. If you never die. But if you die, look at how much more you can accomplish. If you die, look at how much more favor you're going to. Let's use thee. So he died to his will. They literally got rid of him because of the kingdom. They couldn't find a reason to get rid of him. They just didn't like the fact that he told the truth. And he didn't put up with their junk. So they said, well, sir, we're going to lie against you. And we're going to take your job. But we still got to pay you. <laughs> That's kingdom. Now, because they did that, God says, well, son, because you was faithful over a few things, now I'm going to give you choices. Because it's kingdom. And he has a prayer life. We good? Here's what Jesus said in John chapter 5, verses 17, and then verses 19 through 20. My father is always at his work to this very day, and I too am working. I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him all that he does. This is why it's so important to read your word. Again, you say, well, you know, apostle, it took you a minute. Yeah, but I still taught the truth as I understood the truth. It's just when I really realized that what they taught me in the college degrees really wasn't the truth. But once you read the Bible, guess what you're going to get? The truth. And it's kind of hard for me to hear you tell me that you go all week long and don't read your Bible, but yet you know what God wants in your life. I ain't nobody saying that. It's kind of hard for you to tell me that you love God, you want to serve God, but you don't spend no time in prayer but you know what God wants for your life. I can't get no voices. So it's kind of, I, I'm still trying to understand periodically when people say, well, I'm going to do what God tells me to do. When the last time you prayed? Oh. I talked to him last week. So what were you begging for? Because, you know, most of the time our prayers are begging, God, do this, do this, do that. Now, remember last week, wouldn't it be amazing if sometimes we just ask God, God, look, I'm tired. What do you want me to be? What do you want me to become? And remember when I did that verse last week? Because if we become his inheritance, what we have now is beings. Because if we then become him, look, check this out. God loved Jesus because he was perfectly obedient and lived to fulfill God's purposes. In John chapter 10, verses 17, Jesus said, the reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. Here come that seed again. He said, the reason my father loves me is because I lay down my life. He lays down his life only to take it up again. In Matthew chapter 16, verses 25, King James Version, it says this. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. 
And, and you know, so many times when we're dealing with kingdom or we're dealing with the church, we always try to hold on to us. You know, we try to hold on to our attitude, but you don't talk to me like that. Well, why not? You know, who are you? You Billy Bad Boy? I'm going to give you a piece of my mind. Y'all know how I feel about pieces of your mind, right? You ain't got but a piece. You always give it. After a while, you, you ain't got no mind. You know, you kind of, you, it's only, this is it right here. You started giving out a piece. Y'all about lost y'all mind, right? You ain't got to, yeah. He got much, but this is, what, this, is what, this is what it says. New Living Translation, Matthew 16, 25, reads like this. If you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. Now, how many people try to hang on? Now, I remember my father. I'm going to just talk about my father. I can do that. I never forget my father told me, well, I was born Baptist. I was, I'm going to die Baptist. I said, Dad, you was born a sinner. You're going to die and go straight to hell. I told him that. <laughs> Robert looked at me like, what? I said, yeah, I told him. I told Robert, you could hear a roach crawl on carpet when I said that to him. <laughs> it, like the whole, all the air just got sucked out of the room. I had to get oxygen. <laughs> it was about 30 seconds, but felt like it was 30 minutes. He didn't say a word. I'm like, I'm finna get my, and I'm a grown man. I'm finna get my, I'm finna get slapped the heck out. I just, I seen the hand coming. Cause I still remember when he backhanded me and his ring caught me in the corner of my lip. I can still feel that today. That was 60 years ago. I still feel that today. And he looked at me after about 30 seconds. He said, son, you know what? I said, what? He said, you're right. God called you. He didn't call me. So what am I saying? If you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, Jesus says you'll save it. I'm, I'm, I'm here to save lives, not, not, to, not to destroy lives. So let's look. So in understanding this and, 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 and getting through this so we can get out of here, if I'm rushing, I'm sorry, but I need you to understand that God revealed to Jesus what he was doing in the world and how Jesus' ministry related to his overall purpose. We all have ministry. I just happen to be the apostle. Your ministry does not mean you have to be a pastor, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher. Your ministry could be to your family. Your ministry could be to your neighbors. Your ministry could be to people on your job. When you walk in the grocery store, you have a ministry. See? I walked by a lady the other day, and she had a tumor that was just hanging out of her stomach. That monkey was big. So I'm sitting here like, God, heal it. God, heal it. God, heal it. God, let me just walk by and just heal it. You know, I had to think, too, because one thing said, touch it. I said, God can't do that. <laughs> she that woman going to slap the taste out of it. Black man touching my belly. What's wrong with you? Healing Jesus. <laughs> but see, because I'm dumb like this. Excuse me. Jesus said he did what his father did. He did everything he saw his father do. So if I do everything that my brother Jesus do, they said that when he walked by people, they got healed. You know, I think it was uh, Paul, Peter, one of them said that the very shadow healed the sick. I'm ignorant. I want to do what they did. I want to be, I want to be, I want to be so close to God that if I walk by you, you'd be like, ooh, I, I felt something. Just See, I'm, not, I'm just not satisfied just walking in the grocery store. And of course, when I walk in the giant, everybody in the giant know me. Hey, Doc, hey, hey, Doc, hey. They, you know them, that's the cashier, she, that's from. It's bad when you see people at Jersey Mike's and say, Doc, how you doing? I said, girl, I'm doing all right. <laughs> My grandson said, you know everybody. I said, well, you know. I'm just trying to be like Jesus. Touch a hand, make a friend. So let's look. <laughs> what I need you to understand is that I believe that God would do the same for us. I believe he'll do the same for us. I believe that's why he got us here. He'll do the same for us as we live and work in the spirit of Christ. He'll do the same for us. And that's what he desires is to do the same for us. Look, in John chapter 14, verses 10 through 14, 
Here's what Jesus said. The words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father's in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I've been doing. And he will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. And you may ask me for anything in my name and I'll do it. Now remember, the Son is going to bring glory to the Father. Now we've always taught the Old Testament, Kabod, that the glory means the weightiness of God. But in the New Testament, it's a whole other meaning. It means the resemblance. It's not just a weight. The glory means you resemble the Father. You resemble the Son. So when people come to kingdom expectations and they hear me, they should hear God in me. If they see me walking, they should see God walking in me. It should be no questions. So people say, well, I, you know, I, I was over with something, and I, I heard myself sounding like you, and I'd be like, good. Good. Because I'm your spiritual father. Good. I don't need you to be me, but I need you to emulate the things that I emulate. I need you to yoke with the things that I yoke with. Because if you know I'm yoked with God, you should desire to yoke with me as I yoke with God so we can yoke this thing together. Glory means the resemblance. So Jesus basically said, when you resemble me, <laughs> God's going to give you everything you need. But I need you to walk in my glory. How you do that? Prayer, fasting, in his word. Simple as that. We can do the same things he did. Jesus' prayers were effective. Why? Because he had a relationship with God. Not only did he have a relationship with God, he understood God's purposes. Somebody give me a time check, please. He understood God's purposes, and he also, how many? Uh, minutes. I need to know my minutes. Six minutes. Thank you. Y'all act like you're slow. Don't look. Just tell me what's going on. Check this out. He understood God's purposes, and here's the key. He prayed according to God's will. You can only pray according to God's will if you know his will. You only know his will if you know his word. His word is his will. So while you begging, God, I need you to give me this house. I need you to pay my mortgage. I need you to help me pay my bills. You know, and God is saying, well, you ain't talked to me since your last mortgage payment. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm sorry. Let's throw this out there. You ain't paid your tithes in six months. Well, I can't afford to. Uh, I was saying you can't afford not to. You can't pay this mortgage. <laughs> huh? I don't ask God for money to pay my mortgage. He said he's going to take care of it because I pay my tithes. You know, uh, uh, Mr. Wright, your mortgage is late. And? Mr. Wright, when you, you pay it? When I send it in? Oh, y'all ain't never did that? <laughs> Sorry, y'all scared. We're not sending in. Well, can you give us a date? Nope. Now, I'm going to tell you what happened, what has happened. So when I, by the time I hang on the phone, I get money. One lady's like, so why you didn't tell us? I didn't have it then. <laughs> I had it after I told you I'd give it to you. I mean, so, eh? Y'all like y'all the only one got issues. But see, I don't have the, I don't wear the shoes you wear. I wear kingdom. Well, Mr. Wright, can you pay it? Yeah. When? When I get it. This shows up on your credit. Don't have credit. Sir, are you okay? Yes. Huh? I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to help somebody. 
Last year, my credit was 437. This year, 657. What changed? Nothing. Still do the same thing. I give it to you when I get it. Might be a day late, might be five days late. I paid it 30 days late. But you know what I didn't miss? Always gave God his. I was faithful in his. I still got my house. I still drive my truck. I still eat good. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I was just saying. Why? Because I'm only going to pray his purpose. So what am I going to pray? God, help me become like you. God, help me become like you. God, you said in your word that you supply my need. I'm good. I'm just giving you your word. I'm giving you your word. My purpose is your purpose. God, glorify yourself in me so that I can glorify you to others. That's, that's all I want. Just glorify yourself in me. They're not going to like me. Did they like Jesus? What makes you think they're going to like you? I need y'all to help yourself. Now, they don't cuss Jesus out, pull his beard out, call him everything, say, oh, that's just Joseph's kid. He's a bastard anyway. Right. That's what they told him. But all of a sudden, they treat you bad. You start feeling bad. They don't like me. They ain't like him. Man, you think they're going to like your honey. <laughs> Why did that do it? Huh? I expect people, you know, I, done got, I need to get out of here. I got five to three minutes. I need to hurry up. Let me tell you something. I done got to the point now I really, literally, just really, just positively am assured of this fact that people don't like me. <laughs> if there's one thing I'm assured of, hot dang my cat. I'm assured of the fact that there's just some people around here that just don't like me. And frankly, my dear, <laughs> I don't even care. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Where am I at? Where am I at? Where am I at? Purpose, purpose, prayer according to this here. So look, we are to imitate. Okay, give me, y'all got to give me five more minutes. We are to imitate Christ. We are to let his spirit and attitude rule in our lives. Philippians 2, 5 says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We, the saints of God, are to live in the new covenant that God granted us in Christ. That new covenant restores us to the oneness with God's heart and God's will. Remember, Adam didn't lose heaven. He lost a kingdom. In Jeremiah 31 and 33, and this is why I always teach Old Testament. Old Testament says, God makes this statement. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. That's here, not here. He says, I'll be their God and they'll be my people. That's all he wants you to do is be his people. Here's what I need you to understand about a king. When you represent the king, the king takes care of you. Amen. Huh? Remember in the Old Testament, we had this dude by the name of Mordecai. And, you know, Esther was going up to the king. And uh, the dude, uh, Haman, wanted to kill Mordecai because Mordecai didn't bow down to him. You know, that's in the book of Esther. And what I like about the fact is the king started looking through his books and he said, hold on. There's this dude named Mordecai that warned me of impending danger, and I didn't give him his just due reward. So I need you to reward him. And Haman thought it was going to be him because, you know, Haman, the big dude with all the money and had all the houses and just had all the fame, and he was the king's right-hand man. And the king said, look, I need you to reward him. I need you to put him on my ass and ride him through the city. That's an that's a, that's a animal in case you didn't know. So, of course, 
Haman thinking it's going to be him. And then all of a sudden the king said, get Mordecai the Jew. Haman said, God dang it. I'm trying to kill this motor scooter. And now you're going to parade him? I got to bow down to him? That's what God will do. God will make your enemies not only be at peace, he'll make your enemies be your footstool. I ain't telling you something I heard. I'm telling you something I've seen in my life. The ones that came against me are the ones that I. And he'll do it. But you got to know your purpose. You got to be in his will. You got to understand what he gave you. Because you'll be their God, he'll be your God, and you'll be his people. So my question when I began this a few weeks ago was the fact that what gives us the right to pray? And you have to understand by prayer, it's not only your calling in creation, but it's also your redemption in Christ that gives you the right. Uh, what gives you the right is the fact that it's solid and it's life-changing. What, what gives you the right is because of redemption, it takes away doubt, it takes away fear, it takes away uncertainty, and it takes away timidity. Why? Because if you pray it in God's will and you comprehend God's purpose, then you understand you don't have to feel isolated from God no more. You know, if you understand, you don't have to be unsure of where you stand with God. You don't have to be unclear about what God wants to do for you and through you. Why? Because you have this right. You've been redeemed for this right to be kingdom citizens, kingdom sons and daughters, to be priests to the Lord. You have this right, so there's no longer any thought or any uncertainty of why I'm doing this, because now you have a relationship with God. Yeah. Relationship takes you a whole lot of places. You have a certainty of your redemption. You have an understanding of your calling and your authority in Christ. It's no more, well, can I, can I, can I, shut up. Just do it. Just do it. The enemy always going to try to make you doubt. You know, you really want to listen to that fool? Look at him standing up there. You really want to pay him any attention? Look at, look at it, look at it, look at that. He's starting it over again after 30 years. You really want to say, you better. Right, because the tentacles are out there, baby. That's why everybody else trying to figure out what's going on. You better. That's the only way you get it. Here's what happens, and I'm closing in three minutes. God wants you to live confidently in the authority he's given you. Here's what he says in Matthew 18, verses 18 through 19. I, we've used this scripture so many times. I tell you the truth, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. Now, that does not mean like these preachers talking about, let's touch and agree. No, that's not what it means. Touching means if I come in agreement with you on anything pertaining to the earth, then God says he'll give it to us. The Greek says, if I come in agreement with you of anything pertaining to the earth, like her having a child, if I come in agreement with you, and, but you got to do something to get a child. If I come in agreement with you, help Jesus, I, I try to say that quick. You know what I'm saying? Say, say, Sarah, 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 he coming on a Honda. <laughs> I try, I, before I knew it was out, I said, say, 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 say. Yeah, you stupid. <laughs> Mine either. You been doing side. Oh, y'all didn't speak up fast that time. Look how she looking. <laughs> Hold on, where's that going? What it means is even to this point, if I come and agree with you and it's not created, he'll create it on your behalf. 
that's what I, that's what I love about God. That's, that's what I love about God. So, so I'm closing. Are you willing? That's my question for tonight. Are you willing to allow God to bring about his purpose for your life? Are you willing? Are you willing to allow God to use you to glorify himself through you in this fallen world? Uh, it, it, because if we notice, Genesis Revelation, any way you look in the Bible, God always had to use one of us. I mean, he talked to an ass, but he still got to use one of us. You could be. <laughs> so Jeremiah 30, 21 asks this question. Who is he who will devote himself to be close to me? Who is he? This is God's question. This is my question for you tonight. Who are you who will devote yourself to be close to God? And my prayer is that you will desire to be close to God and understand and have a desire to live in oneness with him and also have a desire for him to manifest his purposes in your life and through your life so that he might be glorified in your life. Amen? That should be, that should be, that should be our, overall, our overall desire. Now, again, uh, you know, I always, I always go through this and I keep trying to, uh, as we get ready to close, uh, I want to always be mindful to read the scripture uh, because sometimes uh, I mess up. I have a tendency of messing up. And I want you to get to the place to where as you understand that salvation is free. It's easy. It's, it's not hard. It doesn't take a long time. Uh, it's, it's very, very, very quick, very easy to accomplish. Uh, the fact is that you believe. So for those of you that are on uh, social media, um, those of you that are, uh, are, are, are sharing with us on social media, those of you that um, are here, <laughs> if you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, it's easy to become a born-again believer. It's just to believe. The Bible says you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, believe in your heart. That he is the son of God. Belief is your salvation. So here's what we want to do real quick. And I need you to get somebody to get me this number. But I here's what I want you to do. If you're online and you don't know Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, here's how simple it is. Just repeat after me. Father, I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. And tonight, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior because I believe that he is Son of God, and I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. It's just that simple. It's really just that simple. So those of you that have prayed that prayer and that believe in the Lordship of Jesus Christ, if you've done that, please text us, call us, email us, and we'll get you some information to assist you along the way. So if you also look on our Facebook page, those of you that are online that wish to give, there's a number on there which you can text the kingdom. I don't have the number in front of me, and they're moving around. So just go on the Facebook page, Kingdom Expectations, and you, oh, you gave it to me? Thank you. That took you 20 minutes. So you can text the word kingdom to 888-364-4483. That's kingdom to 888-364-4483. And or go to our webpage, KingdomExpectations.com. Also, if you desire to be a member of this body, 
because now everything's social media. You can follow us on our Facebook Live podcast or Spotify. Go to kingdomexpectations.com. Do a little paperwork so we know who you are, where you're at, and your email address. And you're then members of the church. Yeah. Brother Joe, friend of mine, uh, uh, older gentleman, friend of mine who's now in, well, he's been in South Carolina for a minute. He used to always say that uh, we serve an awesome God who's doing awesome things in these awesome times. And I'm not going to get into anything political. I'm not going to talk about Afghanistan. Just keep them in prayer. I'm not going to talk about Haiti. Just keep them in prayer. <clears throat> but I am going to talk about the kingdom. Amen. And I think in this day and age, nothing else matters uh, but the kingdom. So I, I need to, if you don't mind, I'm, I'm looking through my notes. I didn't finish. Uh, I wanted to get into getting into the presence of God. <clears throat> but before I do that, it's of a necessity that I finish up uh, this particular part that I finished up last week in dealing with the fact that from prayer and everything we deal in this kingdom in prayer is that we're supposed to have the same type of prayer life that Jesus had. Uh, so I want to I want to finish that piece. Give me about 20 minutes, 22 minutes, 25, maybe 35, 40. Uh, I'm not going to do an hour, but just give me a give me a few minutes. And I'm already being timed. So give me 25 uh, 25 minutes so we can be out of your hair. I, I really want to just say thank God for the testimony uh, because it's amazing. It is amazing how God does miraculous things and it is amazing just remembering. I remember when they did the situation with Deacon Gary and we told the church that when he got a next job, he'd have a choice. I remember when they violated Mario and we said, it's okay, when you leave, they're going to need you. And so now everything's crumbling. I see, you can't touch God's anointed. You just can't. You can't, you can't do that. And, and as long as you're faithful and doing what God tells you to do, he always brings in increase in income at the right time. It's always at the right time. You know, there's been times, and I'm going to say this and get out of it. There's been times I've paid my tithe with $10 left in my account. $10. And then 24 hours later, that cash, I'm going ching, ching. I say, ah, shake, oh, boom, boom. God just do it. But I'm going to still do what he tells me to do because he answers prayers. But that's kingdom. Because kingdom says as long as you're seeking after the kingdom of God and doing everything that God rightfully de demands or commands or desires you to do, he's going to make sure that you're taken care of. Our problem is we try to take care of us. Before I get into my message, we try to take care of us. And God said, that's my job. I, I just ask you to do one thing. I ask you to seek the kingdom. That's all I ask you to do. Seek the kingdom, and i get into that more tonight. Seek the kingdom, do what I ask you to do, I'm going to take care of everything else. But we fail to realize that. So, so did I pray yet? I'm already gone. Father, we bless you, we glorify you, we thank you for what you've done and what you're getting ready to do. Thank you that as I decrease, you increase on the inside. Thank you that the ears of the hearers might be open to receive your word and that you be glorified in that word. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Well, I was gone, wasn't I? Ducky, ducky, quack, quack. So, so, so one of the things we got to be mindful of and deal with the fact of praying like Jesus prayed, most of the time, most of the, most of the situations, people will say, well, I can't be like Jesus because Jesus was divine. And, and that's another issue we have with the church. It's kind of like this morning when I was walking this morning and uh, there was two ladies, you know, I don't know how these people, I didn't realize I had that many people follow me on Facebook. Uh, so there was a, <clears throat> a lady that follows me on Facebook. So I'm walking and I walk right by him. And she says, Doc Wright. I'm like, she can't. She got to be talking about something. She can't be talking about me. 
And so, of course, I, uh, she said it again. So I said, oh, I guess she is talking to me. So I turn around. She got shades on. I follow you and I follow you through this guy. And you do this as a sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. And I'm like, so I don't know you. I said, no disrespect. I really, I really don't know you. I said, I said, I said girl, take your shades off. Oh, okay. Now I got you. I got to take you, Sam. And next thing you know, I got a, I done did a whole sermon. Because I'm going to talk about kingdom. I'm going to say, this is how I am. This is what I do. This is what I teach. I got flipped out 10, 12 years ago. I changed my mindset, changed. I said, there's certain things religiously I never believed in, never believed in Christmas, never believed in Easter, never taught it in the church. And I said, then I went some, to some further things. I said, I used to condemn earrings. I used to condemn tattoos. I used to condemn a whole bunch of stuff and I understood that that condemnation was not of God. That was man. I was a Pharisee. I said, but all I teach now is the kingdom. I said, but I'm going to tell you about the kingdom. She said, what? If you don't seek the kingdom, you're missing God. You can deal with your, 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 your it's kind of like when I did my mother's eulogy. I said, you could be Catholic, Episcopalian, Protestant, uh, Roman Catholic, uh, Baptist, Methodist, uh, Pentecostal, Church of God in this, Church of God in that, Church of God the other way around the corner. If it's not kingdom, it's not Bible. What is the Bible? The B-I-B-L-E, basic instruction before leaving earth. So I got into a little sermon. And I said, look, you have to understand who you are in the kingdom. You said, now, why did you go through all that now? Because we feel like we can't pray like Jesus because we think Jesus was divinity. Jesus was not divinity. Jesus was humanity. There was no way that Jesus could be our substitute if he was divine. Because he would have been outside of the will of God, which means God would have been a liar. And God is not a man that he shall lie, nor the son of man that he shall repent. If he said it, he means it. So he had to make sure that his son came not only in flesh, but with flesh. Meaning he had no authority through his flesh until the dove had landed upon him when John baptized him. Now let's understand that real quick so I can get out of here. It's amazing that John was in the priesthood when he baptized Christ. And Christ didn't start his priesthood to 30, which is the, the normal date that they started. So everything they did was biblical. And I'm not going to get into the lamb and all of that. That's going to get too far. So we understand that if we're supposed to have a prayer life like Jesus, we can do that. Why? Because he was not divine. He was human. And so everything he accomplished on earth, he accomplished it in his humanity, not in his divinity. And we have to understand, as I said this earlier, going back through notes again, he couldn't have been our representative or our substitute if he had been divine. Because that would have been a lie. And God would have to go back and redo the whole book and we ain't got time for all that. <laughs> so as a son of man, Jesus kept a close relationship with the Father through prayer. That's what we talked a few weeks ago by being yoked. You know, you have to be yoked. Jesus was yoked with the Father. What does yoke mean? Yoke means if you go through the priesthood, and we are kings and priests of the Lord, when you go through the priesthood, you didn't find the priest that you want to set up under and you yoke with them. In other words, you're connected. What they say is what you say. What they do is what you do. How they tell you to do stuff is what you do without even argument. You know, for some reason in the church, y'all still think this is a democracy. This is not a democracy. This is a theocracy. In other words, God said it, that settles it. Your opinion sucks. Don't mean nothing to me. If it's not in the Bible, I don't even care. I don't care how your mama raised you, how your daddy raised you, how your grandmammy, grandmama raised you. Did I say mammy out loud? I don't care how she raised you. If it's not in the Bible, it doesn't work because God didn't ask you for your opinion. Did he? Your opinion probably got you where you're at now. I won't say that. <laughs> I mean, thank God you're in the church, but that's a whole other subject. So in doing that, always be mindful of the fact that Jesus did what God directed him to do, and he also did what he saw God actually doing and accomplishing in the world at that particular time. 
which is what we're supposed to do, which is why when I started this, I said, I'm not going to talk about politics because that has nothing to do with kingdom. I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. So what happens in this world, I have no, I have no command over it. I only have command over what happens on this world when it affects me. If it doesn't affect me, I don't have nothing to say. I'm only going to say what the kingdom says because I represent the kingdom of God. So, and let's look at this real quick, because whatever Jesus did, we're supposed to do. And he only did what he saw his father do. So that means we can do the same. So I got this little note. I want to throw this at you. So I was excited because somewhere during the line this week, as the Lord was ministering to me, I got to John chapter 12, verses 24. And I need to do this in 20 minutes. John chapter 12, verse 24 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But then if it dies, it bringeth forth much fruit. So here's how the Lord elaborated this to me. The, the seed of the word, the word is seed. And if we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, we now accept the seed of the word. And what we have to understand is when we start seeking the kingdom of God, we accept that seed. That seed has to die in us so that the fulfillment of God can come in us. So what does that mean? When that seed, the word of God, enters into us, we then learn how to die to ourselves. We learn how to die to our desires. We learn how to die to our aspirations. We literally die to our will. Why do we do that? Because our desire should be to be yoked with Christ so that the will of the Father might be manifested in our lives. Now what happens? That seed of the word comes in and it allows us and or causes us after we seek after the kingdom to die to our fleshly desires and our fleshly nature. But now what happens in the interim, when that seed is in us and we start dying from us, we then start being resurrected in him. So what does it say? If the seed gets in the ground and dies, it then reproduces a harvest. So what happens now? If we allow the seed of the word of God to get in us and we die to us, then that means we're dying to the things that we want to do, but we're connected to the things that he wants to do for us. And the things he wants to do for us is always more than what we want to do for ourselves. And because of the things that we tried to do on our own, we no longer have to try because he then does it for us. But in order for that to happen, you have to die, which is what Jesus did because he was a man with like manner, like passions, but he didn't sin. Why? Because he wanted to make sure the father was glorified. I love it even better than the New Living Translation. In the New Living Translation, it says it like this. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. So now what's happening? As you're dying to the things of the world, as you're dying to your nature, as you're dying to your causes, then God is resurrecting himself in you and causing you to be a light to others. Because they see and hear the change in your life. In other words, you can't say WTF <laughs> if you're seeking after the kingdom. Right. You watch the way you say things. You watch the way you do things because you recognize that everything you say and do has to bring magnification to the kingdom of God that should be residing in you. So your life is no longer your life. Your life now becomes his life. And if your life becomes his life, then he glorifies his life through you. Then you become a representative of him. Then everybody draws to you, not drawn to you as far as your nature, but drawn to you as far as kingdom is concerned. And then he fulfills your needs. He fulfills 
your desires. Just like you said, you had a need and you did what God said do. And he said, pop, pop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. Here I come. See, he's always Johnny on the spot. He's Uber, if you will. <laughs> you know, you call Uber dirt. I'm sorry. I just. But another one I like, and I'm going to get out of here, is the, the uh, easy reading version. I kind of like that version. Sometimes it throws off. But here's what the easy reading version says. It is a fact that a grain of wheat must fall to the ground and die before it can grow and produce much more wheat. If it never dies, it will never be more than a single seed. If you never die, if you never die to your will, if you never die to your ways, you're just going to be a single seed. That's lonely if you never die. But if you die, look at how much more you can accomplish. If you die, look at how much more favor you go into. Let's use thee. So he died to his will. They literally got rid of him because of the kingdom. They couldn't find a reason to get rid of him. They just didn't like the fact that he told the truth and he didn't put up with their junk. So they said, well, sir, we're going to lie against you and we're going to take your job, but we still got to pay you. <laughs> That's kingdom. Now, because they did that, God says, well, son, because you was faithful over a few things, now I'm going to give you choices. Because it's kingdom. And he has a prayer life. We good? Here's what Jesus said in John chapter 5, verses 17, and then verses 19 through 20. My father's always at his work to this very day. And I, too, am working. I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him all that he does. This is why it's so important to read your word. Again, you say, well, you know, apostle, it took you a minute. Yeah, but I still taught the truth as I understood the truth. It's just when I really realized that what they taught me in the college degrees really wasn't the truth. But once you read the Bible, guess what you're going to get? The truth. And it's kind of hard for me to hear you tell me that you go all week long and don't read your Bible, but yet you know what God wants in your life. I ain't nobody saying that. It's kind of hard for you to tell me that you love God, you want to serve God, but you don't spend no time in prayer, but you know what God wants for your life. I can't get no voices. So it's kind of, I, I'm still trying to understand periodically when people say, well, I'm going to do what God tells me to do. When the last time you prayed? Oh. I talked to him last week. So what were you begging for? Because, you know, most of the time our prayers are begging, God, do this, do this, do that. Now, remember last week, wouldn't it be amazing if sometimes we just ask God, God, look, I'm tired. What do you want me to be? What do you want me to become? And remember when I did that verse last week? Because if we become his inheritance, what we have now is beans. Because if we then become him, look, check this out. God loved Jesus because he was perfectly obedient and lived to fulfill God's purposes. In John chapter 10, verses 17, Jesus said, the reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. Here come that seed again. He said, the reason my father loves me is because I lay down my life. He lays down his life only to take it up again. In Matthew chapter 16, verses 25, King James Version, it says this, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. And, you know, so many times when we're dealing with kingdom or we're dealing with the church, we always try to hold on to us. You know, we try to hold on to our attitude, but you don't talk to me like that. Well, why not? 
you know, who are you? You Billy Bad Boy? I'm going to give you a piece of my mind. Y'all know how I feel about pieces of your mind, right? You ain't got but a piece. You always give it. After a while, you, you ain't got no mind. You know, you kind of, you, it's only, this is it right here. You started giving out a piece. Y'all about lost y'all mind, right? You ain't got to, yeah. He got much, but this is what this is what this is what it says. New Living Translation, Matthew 16, 25 reads like this: If you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. Now, how many people try to hang on? Now, I remember my father. I'm gonna just talk about my father. I can do that. I never forget my father told me, Well, I was born Baptist, I was, I'm gonna die Baptist. I said, Dad, you was born a sinner, you're gonna die and go straight to hell. I told him that. <laughs> Robert looked at me like what I said, yeah, I told him. I told Robert, you could hear a roach crawl on carpet when I said that too. It's just, it, like the whole, all the air just got sucked out of the roof. I had to get oxygen. <laughs> it was about 30 seconds, but felt like it was 30 minutes. He didn't say a word. I'm like, I'm finna get my, and I'm a grown man. I'm finna get my, I'm finna get slapped the heck out. I just, I seen the hand coming. Cause I still remember when he backhanded me and his ring caught me in the corner of my lip. I can still feel that today. That was 60 years ago. I still feel it. Just, and he looked at me after about 30 seconds, he said, son, you know what? I said, what? He said, you're right. God called you, he didn't call me. So what am I saying? If you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, Jesus says you'll save it. I'm, I'm, I'm here to save lives, not, not, to, not to destroy lives. So let's look. So in understanding this and, 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 and getting through this so we can get out of here, if I'm rushing, I'm sorry, but I need you to understand that God revealed to Jesus what he was doing in the world and how Jesus' ministry related to his overall purpose. We all have ministry. I just happen to be the apostle. Your ministry does not mean you have to be a pastor, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher. Your ministry could be to your family. Your ministry could be to your neighbors. Your ministry could be to people on your job. When you walk in the grocery store, you have a ministry. See? I walked by a lady the other day, and she had a tumor that was just hanging out of her stomach. That monkey was big. So I'm sitting here like, God, heal it. God, heal it. God, heal it. God, let me just walk by and just heal it. You know, I had to think, too, because one thing said, touch it. I said, God can't do that. <laughs> she that woman going to slap the taste out. Black man touching my belly. What's wrong with you? Healing Jesus. <laughs> but see, because I'm dumb like this. Excuse me. Jesus said he did what his father did. He did everything he saw his father do. So if I do everything that my brother Jesus do, they said that when he walked by people, they got healed. You know, I think it was uh, Paul, Peter, one of them said that the very shadow healed the sick. I'm ignorant. I want to do what they did. I want to be, I want to be, I don't want to be so close to God that if I walk by you, be like, ooh, I, I felt something. Just See, I'm, not, I'm just not satisfied just walking in the grocery store. And of course, when I walk in the giant, everybody in the giant know me. Hey, Doc, hey, hey, Doc, hey. They, you know them, that's the cashier, she, that's from, it's bad when you see people at Jersey Mike's and say, Doc, how you doing? That's a girl, I'm doing all right. <laughs> My grandson said, you know everybody. I said, well, you know. I'm just trying to be like Jesus. Touch a hand, make a friend. So let's look. <laughs> what I need you to understand is that I believe that God would do the same for us. I believe he'll do the same for us. I believe that's why he got us here. He'll do the same for us as we live and work in the spirit of Christ. He'll do the same for us. And that's what he desires is to do the same for us. Look, in John chapter 14, verses 10 through 14, here's what Jesus said. The words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father's in me. 
or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I've been doing. And he would do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. And you may ask me for anything in my name and I'll do it. Now remember, the Son is going to bring glory to the Father. Now we've always taught the Old Testament, Kabod, that the glory means the weightiness of God. But in the New Testament, it's a whole other meaning. It means the resemblance. It's not just a weight. The glory means you resemble the Father. You resemble the Son. So when people come to kingdom expectations and they hear me, they should hear God in me. If they see me walking, they should see God walking in me. It should be no questions. So people say, well, I, you know, I, I was over with someone, and I, I heard myself sounding like you, and I'd be like, good. Good. Because I'm your spiritual father. Good. I don't need you to be me but I need you to emulate the things that I emulate. I need you to yoke with the things that I yoke with. Because if you know I'm yoked with God, you should desire to yoke with me as I yoke with God so we can yoke this thing together. Glory means the resemblance. So Jesus basically said, when you resemble me, <laughs> God's going to give you everything you need. But I need you to walk in my glory. How do you do that? Prayer, fasting, in his word. Simple as that. We can do the same things he did. Jesus' prayers were effective. Why? Because he had a relationship with God. Not only did he have a relationship with God, he understood God's purposes. Somebody give me a time check, please. He understood God's purposes, and he also, how many? Uh, minutes. I need to know my minutes. Six minutes. Thank you. Y'all act like you're slow. Don't look. Just tell me what's going on. Check this out. He understood God's purposes, and here's the key. He prayed according to God's will. You can only pray according to God's will if you know his will. You only know his will if you know his word. His word is his will. So while you begging, God, I need you to give me this house. I need you to pay my mortgage. I need you to help me pay my bills. You know, and God is saying, well, you ain't talked to me since your last mortgage payment. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm sorry. Let's throw this out there. You ain't paid your tithes in six months. Well, I can't afford to. Uh, I was saying you can't afford not to. You can't pay this mortgage. <laughs> huh? I don't ask God for money to pay my mortgage. He said he's going to take care of it because I pay my tithes. You know, uh, uh, Mr. Wright, your mortgage is late. And? Mr. Wright, when did you pay it? When I send it in? Oh, y'all ain't never did that? <laughs> Sorry, y'all scared. We're not sending in. Well, can you give us a date? Nope. Now, I'm going to tell you what happened, what has happened. So when I, by the time I hang on the phone, I get money. One lady's like, so why you didn't tell us? I, I didn't have it then. <laughs> I had it after I told you I'd give it to you. I mean, so, eh? Y'all like y'all the only one got issues. But see, I don't have the, I don't wear the shoes you wear. I wear kingdom. Well, Mr. Wright, can you pay it? Yeah. When? When I get it. This shows up on your credit. Don't have credit. Sir, are you okay? Yes. Huh? I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to help somebody. Last year, my credit was 437. This year, 657. What changed? Nothing. Still do the same thing. 
I give it to you when I get it. Might be a day late, might be five days late. I paid it 30 days late. But you know what I didn't miss? Always gave God his. I was faithful in his. I still got my house. I still drive my truck. I still eat good. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I'm just saying. Why? Because I'm only going to pray his purpose. So what am I going to pray? God, help me become like you. God, help me become like you. God, you said in your word that you supply my need. I'm good. I'm just giving you your word. I'm giving you your word. My purpose is your purpose. God, glorify yourself in me so that I can glorify you to others. That's, that's all I want. Just glorify yourself in me. They're not going to like me. Did they like Jesus? What makes you think they're going to like you? I need y'all to help yourself. Now, they done cuss Jesus out, pull his beard out, call him everything, say, oh, that's just Joseph's kid. He's a bastard anyway. Right. That's what they told him. But all of a sudden, they treat you bad. You start feeling bad. They don't like me. They ain't like him. Man, you think they're going to like you, honey. Why did that Huh? I expect people, you know, I, don't got, I need to get out of here. I got five to three minutes. I need to hurry up. Let me tell you something. I done got to the point now, I really, literally, just really, just positively am assured of this fact that people don't like me. <laughs> if there's one thing I'm assured of, hot dang my cat, I'm assured of the fact that there's just some people around here that just don't like me. And frankly, my dear, <laughs> I don't even care. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Where am I at? Where am I at? Where am I at? Purpose, purpose, prayer according to this is. So look, we are to imitate. Okay, give me, y'all got to give me five more minutes. We are to imitate Christ. We are to let his spirit and attitude rule in our lives. Philippians 2 5 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We, the saints of God, are to live in the new covenant that God granted us in Christ. That new covenant restores us to the oneness with God's heart and God's will. Remember, Adam didn't lose heaven. He lost a kingdom. In Jeremiah 31 and 33, and this is why I always teach Old Testament. Old Testament says, God makes this statement. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. That's here, not here. He says, I'll be their God and they'll be my people. That's all he wants you to do is be his people. Here's what I need you to understand about a king. When you represent the king, the king takes care of you. Huh? Remember in the Old Testament, we had this dude by the name of Mordecai. And, you know, Esther was going up to the king. And uh, the dude, uh, Haman, wanted to kill Mordecai because Mordecai didn't bow down to him. You know, that's in the book of Esther. And what I like about the fact is the king started looking through his books. And he said, hold on. There's this dude named Mordecai that warned me of impending danger. And I didn't give him his just due reward. So I need you to reward him. And Haman thought it was going to be him because, you know, Haman, the big dude with all the money and had all the houses and just had all the fame. And he was the king's right-hand man. And the king said, look, I need you to reward him. I need you to put him on my ass and ride him through the city. That's an that's a, that's a animal in case you didn't know. So, of course, Haman thinking it's going to be him. And then all of a sudden the king said, get Mordecai the Jew. Haman said, God dang it. I'm trying to kill this motor scooter. 
and now you're going to parade him? I got to bow down to him? That's what God will do. God will make your enemies not only be at peace, he'll make your enemies be your footstool. I ain't telling you something I heard. I'm telling you something I've seen in my life. The ones that came against me are the ones that I. And he'll do it. But you got to know your purpose. You got to be in his will. You got to understand what he gave you. Because he'll be your God, he'll be your God, and you'll be his people. So my question when I began this a few weeks ago was the fact that what gives us the right to pray? And you have to understand by prayer, it's not only your calling in creation, but it's also your redemption in Christ that gives you the right. Uh, what gives you the right is the fact that it's solid and it's life-changing. What, what gives you the right is because of redemption, it takes away doubt, it takes away fear, it takes away uncertainty, and it takes away timidity. Why? Because if you pray it in God's will and you comprehend God's purpose, then you understand you don't have to feel isolated from God no more. You know, if you understand, you don't have to be unsure of where you stand with God. You don't have to be unclear about what God wants to do for you and through you. Why? Because you have this right. You've been redeemed for this right to be kingdom citizens, kingdom sons and daughters, to be priests to the Lord. You have this right, so there's no longer any thought or any uncertainty of why I'm doing this, because now you have a relationship with God. Relationship takes you a whole lot of places. You have a certainty of your redemption. You have an understanding of your calling and your authority in Christ. It's no more, well, can I, can I, can I? Shut up. Just do it. Just do it. The enemy always going to try to make you doubt. You know, you really want to listen to that fool? Look at him standing up there. You really want to pay him any attention? Look at, look at it, look at it, look at that. He's starting it over again after 30 years. You really don't care? You better. Right. Because the tentacles are out there, baby. That's why everybody else is trying to figure out what's going on. You better. That's the only way you get it. Here's what happens. And I'm closing in three minutes. God wants you to live confidently in the authority he's given you. Here's what he says in Matthew 18, verses 18 through 19. We've used this scripture so many times. I tell you the truth. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. Now, that does not mean like these preachers talking about, let's touch and agree. No, that's not what it means. Touching means if I come in agreement with you on anything pertaining to the earth, then God says he'll give it to me. The Greek says, if I come in agreement with you of anything pertaining to the earth, like her having a child, if I come in agreement with you, but you got to do something to get a child. If I come in agreement with you, help Jesus. I, I try to say that quick. You know what I'm saying? Say, 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 he coming on a Honda. <laughs> I try, I, before I knew it was out, I said, say, 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 say. Yeah, you stupid. <laughs> Mine either. You been doing side. Oh, y'all didn't speak up fast that time. Look how she looking. <laughs> Hold on, where's that going? What it means is even to this point, if I come and agree with you and it's not created, he'll create it on your behalf. That's what I that's what I love about God. That's that's what I love about God. So so I'm closing. Are you willing? 
my question for the night. Are you willing to allow God to bring about his purpose for your life? Are you willing? Are you willing to allow God to use you to glorify himself through you in this fallen world? Uh, uh, it, it, because if we notice, Genesis Revelation, any way you look in the Bible, God always had to use one of us. I mean, he talked to an ass, but he still got to use one of us. You could be. <laughs> so Jeremiah 30, 21 asks this question. Who is he who will devote himself to be close to me? Who is he? This is God's question. This is my question for you tonight. Who are you who will devote yourself to be close to God? And my prayer is that you will desire to be close to God and understand and have a desire to live in oneness with him and also have a desire for him to manifest his purposes in your life and through your life so that he might be glorified in your life. Amen? That should be, that should be, that should be our, overall, our overall desire. Now, again, uh, you know, I always, I always go through this, and I keep trying to, uh, as we get ready to close, uh, I want to always be mindful to read the scripture uh, because sometimes, uh, I mess up. I have a tendency of messing up. And I want you to get to the place to where as you understand that salvation is free. It's easy. It's, it's not hard. It doesn't take a long time. Uh, it's, it's very, very, very quick, very easy to accomplish. Uh, the fact is that you believe. So for those of you that are on uh, social media, um, those of you that are uh, are, are, are Share with us on social media, those of you that um, are here. <laughs> if you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, it's easy to become a born-again believer. It's just to believe. The Bible says you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Believe in your heart that he is the Son of God. Belief is your salvation. So here's what we want to do real quick. And I need you to get somebody to get me this number. But I here's what I want you to do. If you're online and you don't know Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, Here's how simple it is. Just repeat after me. Father, I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. And tonight, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior because I believe that he is the Son of God. And I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. It's just that simple. It's really just that simple. So those of you that have prayed that prayer and that believe in the Lordship of Jesus Christ, if you've done that, please text us, call us, email us, and we'll get you some information to assist you along the way. So if you also look on our Facebook page, those of you that are online that wish to give, there's a number on there which you can text the kingdom. I don't have the number in front of me and they're moving around. So just go on the Facebook page, Kingdom Expectations, and you, oh, you gave it to me? Thank you. That took you through 20 minutes. So you can text the word kingdom to 888-364-4483. That's kingdom to 888-364-4483. And or go to our webpage, kingdomexpectations.com. Also, if you desire to be a member of this body, because now everything's social media, you can follow us on our Facebook Live podcast or Spotify. Go to kingdomexpectations.com. Do a little paperwork so we know who you are, where you're at, and your email address, and you're then members of the church.
Bless the Lord. My name is Apostle Dr. Antonio E. Wright, Senior Pastor and Founder of Kingdom Expectations. You are now preparing to listen to Kingdom Expectation Ministries podcast. We pray that you be blessed, encouraged, and enriched as you listen to the Word of God. Bless the Lord. We pray that this broadcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe to Kingdom Expectations Podcast and also like us on our social media Facebook page at Kingdom Expectations. As always, stay blessed and be safe. God bless you.